Shabbat Shalom, Sarah Shalom, 31, Leviticus 21. Adonai said to Moses, Speak to the Kohen, the sons of Aaron. Tell them no Kohen is to make himself unclean for any of his people who dies, except for his close relatives, his mother, father, son, daughter, and brother. He may also make himself unclean for his virgin sister, who has never married and is therefore dependent on him. He may not make himself unclean, because he is a leader among his people. Doing so would profane him. Cohen are not to make bald spots on their heads, mar the edges of their beards, or cut gashes in their flesh. Rather, they are to be holy for their God, and not profane the name of their God. For they are the ones who present Adonai with offerings made by fire, the bread of their God. Therefore, they must be holy. And a koan is not to marry a woman who is a prostitute, who has been profaned or who has been divorced, because he is holy for his God. Remember, you are to set him apart as holy, because he offers the bread of your God. He is to be holy for you because I, Adonai, who makes you holy, am holy. The daughter of a Kohen who profanes herself by prostitution profanes her father. She is to be put to death by fire. The Kohen who is ranked highest among his brothers, the one on whose head the anointing oil is poured, and who is consecrated to put on the garments, is not to stop grooming his hair, tear his clothes, go into where any dead body is, or make himself unclean even when his father or mother dies. He may not leave the sanctuary then, or profane the sanctuary of his God, because the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is on him. I am Adonai. Well, I must say something. We read from Dean Wheelock's a Hebrew Roots um, listing. Can you can you share that where we get our instructions as as to what to read? Well, it's the weekly Torah reading schedule. The weekly Torah reading schedule for Christians. It, it doesn't duff, differ much from uh, David Stern's in the complete Jewish Bible. It differs a little, not a lot. Oh, and he also instructs to read the uh, mirroring uh, scriptures in the New Testament because I see here on Parashah 31 where it gives instructions as to what parts to read in the New Testament. Okay, and I will continue. I just wanted to make sure people that are listening know why we are reading uh, and why we start where we start because it starts off in the Old or what people call the old, and then we end up in the mirrored section that refers to the old in the new. So this is our weekly Shabbat reading. So let me go on, because here we go in um, 
Leviticus 21.13, he's to marry a virgin. He may not marry a widow, divorcee, profaned woman, or prostitute, but he must marry a virgin from among his own people and not disqualify his descendants among his people, because I am Adonai who makes him holy. Adonai said to Moses, Tell Aaron, none of your descendants who has a defect may approach to offer the bread of his God. No one with a defect may approach. No one blind, lame, or with a mutilated face or a limb too long. A broken foot or a broken arm. A hunchback, stunted growth, cataract in the eye, festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No one <coughs> descended from Aaron the Cohen who has such a defect may approach to present the offerings for Adonai made by fire. He has a defect and is not to approach to offer the bread of his God. He may eat the bread of his God, both the especially holy and the holy, only he is not to go in to the curtain or approach the altar because he has a defect, so that he will not profane my holy places, because I am Adonai who makes them holy. Moses said these things to Aaron, his sons, and all the people of Israel. 22. Adonai said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to separate themselves from the holy things of the people of Israel, which they set apart as holy for me, so that they will not profane my holy name. I am Adonai. Tell them, Any descendant of yours through all your generations who approaches the holy things that the people of Israel consecrate to Adonai and is unclean will be cut off from before me. I am Adonai. Any descendants of Aaron with leprosy or a discharge is not to eat the holy things until he is clean. Anyone who has touched a person made unclean by a dead body or who has had a seminal omission or who has touched a reptile or insect that can make him unclean, or a man who is unclean for any reason, and who can transmit to him his uncleanness, the person who touches any of these will be unclean until evening and is not to eat the holy things unless he bathes his body in water. After sunset he will be clean, and afterwards he may eat the holy things, because they are his food. But he is not to eat anything that dies naturally, or is torn to death by wild animals, and therefore make himself unclean. I am Adonai. The Kohen must observe this charge of mine, otherwise, if they profane it, they will bear the consequences of their sin for doing so and die in it. I am Adonai, who makes them holy. I have an idea. I know we're in the middle of reading, but this is kind of interesting. I think maybe sometimes we should read from the back forward instead of from forward backwards. So that would be a good idea to see how that would go over to our thinking if we started with the New Testament and then ended in the Old. Because for so long we've been reading starting from the old and then we progress on into the new. So uh, we may want to look at that in the future. So continuing on with um, Leviticus 22.10. 
No one who is not a Kohen may eat anything holy, nor may a tenant or employee of a Kohen eat anything holy. But if a Kohen acquires a slave, either through purchase or through his being born in his household, he may share his food. If the daughter of a Kohen is married to a man who is not a Kohen, she's not to have a share of the food set aside from the holy things. But if the daughter of a Kohen is a widow or divorcee and has no child, and she is sent back to her father's house as when she was young, she may share in her father's food. But no one, not a Kohen, is to share in it. If a person eats holy food by mistake, he must add one-fifth of it and give the holy food to the Kohen. They are not to profane the holy things of the people of Israel that they have set apart for Adonai and thus cause them to bear guilt, requiring a guilt offering by eating the holy things, because I am Adonai who makes them holy. Adonai said to Moses, Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to the entire people of Israel. Tell them, When anyone, whether a member of the house of Israel or a foreigner living in Israel, brings his offering, either in connection with a vow or as a voluntary offering, and brings it to Adonai as a burnt offering, in order for you to be accepted, you must bring a male without defect from the cattle, the sheep, or the goats. You are not to bring anything with a defect, because it will not be accepted from you. Whoever brings a sacrifice of peace offerings to Adonai in fulfillment of a vow, or as a voluntary offering, whether it come from the herd or from the flock, it must be unblemished and without defect in order to be accepted. If it is blind, injured, mutilated, has an abnormal growth, or has a festering or running sword, you're not to offer it to Adonai or make such an offering by fire on the altar to Adonai. If a bull or a lamb has a limb which is too long or short, you may offer it as a voluntary offering, but for a vow it will not be accepted. An animal with bruised, crusted, torn, or cut genitals you are not to offer to Adonai. You are not to do these things in your land, and you are not to receive any of these from a foreigner for you to offer as bread for your God, because their deformity is a defect in them, and they will not be accepted from you. Adonai said to Moses, When a bull, sheep, or goat is born, it is to stay with its mother for seven days. But from the eighth day on, it may be accepted for an offering made by fire to Adonai. However, no animal is to be slaughtered together with its young on the same day, neither cow nor you. When you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to Adonai, you must do it in a way such that you will be accepted. It must be eaten on the same day it is offered. Leave none of it till morning. I am Adonai. You are to keep my mitzvah and obey them. I am Adonai. You are not to profane my holy name, 
On the contrary, I am to be regarded as holy among the people of Israel. I am Adonai who makes you holy, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am Adonai. Adonai said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, The designated times of Adonai, which you are to proclaim as holy convocations, are my designated times. Work is to be done on six days, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of complete rest, a holy convocation. You are not to do any kind of work. It is a Shabbat for Adonai, even in your homes. These are the designated times of Adonai, the holy convocations you are to proclaim at their designated times. In the first month of the fourteenth day of the month, between sundown and complete darkness, comes a Pesach for Adonai. On the fifteenth day of the same month is the festival of Matzah. For seven days you are to eat Matzah, and on the first month is the festival of matzah. For seven days you are to eat matzah. On the first... Oh, excuse me. On the first day you are to have a holy convocation. Don't do any kind of ordinary work and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai for seven days. And on the seventh day is a holy convocation. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. Adonai said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel... After you enter the land I'm giving you and harvest its ripe crops, you are to bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the Kohen. He is to wave the sheaf before Adonai so that you will be accepted. The Kohen is to wave it on the day after the Shabbat. On the day that you wave the sheaf, you are to offer a male lamb without defect in its first year as a burnt offering for Adonai. Its grain offering is to be one gallon of fine flour mixed with olive oil, an offering made by fire to Adonai as a fragrant aroma. Its drink offering is to be of wine, one quart. You are not to eat bread, dried grain, or fresh grain until the day you bring the offering for your God. This is a permanent regulation through all your generations, no matter where you live. From the day after the day of rest, that is, from the day you bring the sheaf for waving, you are to count seven full weeks. Until the day after the seventh week, you are to count 50 days, and then you are to present a new grain offering to Adonai. You must bring bread from your homes for waving, two loaves made with one gallon of fine flour baked with leaven as first fruits for Adonai. Along with the bread, present seven lambs without defect, one year old, one young bull, and two rams. These will be a burnt offering for Adonai with their grain and drink offerings as an offering made by fire, as a fragrant aroma for Adonai. Offer one male goat as a sin offering and two male lambs, one year old, as a sacrifice of peace offerings. The Kohen will wave them with the bread and the first fruits as a wave offering before Adonai. 
with the two lambs. These will be holy for Adonai, for the Kohen. On the same day, you are to call a holy convocation. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. This is a permanent regulation through all your generations, no matter where you live. When you harvest the ripe crops produced in your land, don't harvest all the way to the corners of your field, and don't gather the ears of grain left by the harvesters. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner. I am Adonai, your God. Adonai said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, In the seventh month, the first of the month is to be for you a day of complete rest for remembering a holy convocation announced with blasts on the shofar. shofar. Do not do any kind of ordinary work and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. Adonai said to Moses, The tenth day of the seventh month is Yom Kippur. You are to have a holy convocation. You are to deny yourselves and you are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. You are not to do any kind of work on that day because it is Yom Kippur to make atonement for you before Adonai your God. Anyone who does not deny himself on that day is to be cut off from his people. And anyone who does any kind of work on that day, I will destroy from among his people. You are not to do any kind of work. It is a permanent regulation through all your generations, no matter where you live. It will be for you a Shabbat of complete rest, and you are to deny yourselves. You are to rest on your Shabbat from evening, the ninth day of the month, until the following evening. Adonai said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, On the fifth, fifteenth day of the seventh month is the Feast of Sukkot, for seven days to Adonai. On the first day, there is to be a holy convocation. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. For seven days, you are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. And on the eighth day, you are to have a holy convocation and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. It is a day of public assembly. Do not do any kind of ordinary work. These are the designated times of Adonai that you are to proclaim as holy convocations and bring an offering made by fire to Adonai, a burnt offering, a grain offering, a sacrifice and drink offerings, each on its own day, besides the Shabbats of Adonai, your gifts, all your vows, and all your voluntary offerings that you give to Adonai. But on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered the produce of the land, you are to observe the festival of Adonai seven days. The first day is to be a complete rest, and the eighth day is to be a complete rest. And on the first day, you are to take choice fruit, palm frogs, thick branches, and river willows, and celebrate in the presence of Adonai your God for seven days. You are to observe it as a feast to Adonai of seven days in the year. 
It is a permanent regulation. Generation after generation. Keep it in the seventh month. You are to live in a sukkah for seven days. Every citizen of Israel is to live in a sukkah. So that generation after generation of you will know that I made the people of Israel live in a sukkah when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Adonai, your God. Thus Moses announced to the people of Israel the designated times of Adonai. Adonai said to Moses, Order the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from crushed olives for the light, to keep the lamps burning always outside the curtain of the testimony in the tent of meeting. Aaron is to arrange for the light to be kept burning always from evening until morning before Adonai. <clears throat> this is to be a permanent regulation through all your generations. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> he is always to keep in order the lamps on the pure menorah before Adonai. You are to take fine flour and use it to bake 12 loaves, one gallon per loaf. Arrange them in two rows, six in one row on the pure table before Adonai. Put frankincense with each row to be an offering made by fire to Adonai in place of the bread and as a reminder of it regularly every Shabbat. He is to arrange them before Adonai. They are from the people of Israel as a covenant forever. They will belong to Aaron and his sons, and they are to eat them in the holy place, because for him they are of the offerings for Adonai made by fire, especially holy. This is a permanent law. There was a man who was the son of a woman of Israel and an Egyptian father. He went out among the people of Israel. And this son of a woman of Israel had a fight in the camp with a man of Israel, in the course of which the son of the woman of Israel uttered the name Yahweh in a curse. So they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Sholomon the daughter of Debri, of the tribe of Dan. They put him under guard until Adonai would tell them what to do. Adonai said to Moses, Take the man who cursed outside the camp. Have everyone who heard him lay their hands on his head and have the entire community stone him. Then tell the people of Israel, Whoever curses his God will bear the consequences of his sin. And whoever blasphemes the name of Adonai must be put to death. The entire community must stone him. The foreigner, as well as the citizen, is to put to death if he blasphemes the name. Anyone who strikes another person and kills him must be put to death. Anyone who strikes an animal and kills it is to make restitution, life for life. If someone injures his neighbor, what he did is to be done to him. Break for break, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. 
Whatever injury he has caused to the person is to be rendered to him in return. He who kills an animal is to make restitution, but he who kills another person is to be put to death. You are to apply the same standard of judgment to the foreigner as to the citizen, because I am Adonai your God. So Moses spoke to the people of Israel, and they took the man who had cursed outside the camp and stoned him to death. Thus the people of Israel did as Adonai had ordered Moses. And then we have Ezekiel 44, 15 through 31, and that is page 700. 44, 15. Ezekiel 44.15 However, the Kohen, who are Levi, and descendants of Zazak, who took care of my sanctuary when the people of Israel went astray from me, they are the ones who will approach me and serve me. It is they who will attend me and offer me the fat and the blood, says Adonai Elohim. They will enter my sanctuary, approach my table to administer to me and perform my service. Once they enter the gates of the inner courtyard, they are to wear linen clothing. They are not to wear any wool while serving at the gate of the inner courtyard or inside it. They are to wear linen turbans on their heads and linen underclothes on their bodies, and they are not to wear anything that makes them sweat. Before going out to the people in the outer courtyard, they are to remove the clothes in which they minister, lay them in the holy rooms, and put on other clothes, so that they won't transmit holiness to the people by means of their clothing. They are not to shave their heads or let their hair grow long, but must keep their hair carefully trimmed. No Cohen is to drink wine when he enters the inner courtyard. They may not marry a widow or a divorcee, but must marry virgins descended from the house of Israel, or a widow whose deceased husband was a Cohen. They are to teach my people the difference between holy and common, and enable them to distinguish between clean and unclean. They are to be judges in controversies, and they are to render decisions in keeping with my rulings. At all my designated festivals, they are to keep my laws and regulations, and they are to keep my Shabbats holy. They are not to come to any dead person because this would make them unclean. However, for father, mother, son, daughter, brother, or sister, who has no husband, they may make themselves unclean. After Cohen has been purified, he is to wait seven days. Then, on the day he enters the sanctuary, when he goes into the inner courtyard to minister in the sanctuary, he is to offer his sin offering, says Adonai Elohim. Their inheritance is to be this. 
I myself am their inheritance. You are not to grant them any possession in Israel. I myself am their possession. They are to eat the grain offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings, and everything in Israel devoted to God will be theirs. The first of all the first fruits of everything, and every voluntary contribution of everything from all your offerings will be for the common. You are also to give the Kohen the first of your dough, so that a blessing will rest on your house. The Kohen are not to eat anything, bird or animal, that dies naturally or is torn to death. And then we have Mark 2.23. Mark 2.23, please note we're now skipping over to the New Testament page 1265 1265 Mark 2 23 correct one Shabbat Yeshua was passing through some wheat fields and as they went along his Talmud then began picking heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they violating the Shabbat? He said to them, Haven't you ever read what David did when he and those with him were hungry and needed food? He entered the house of God. Even Evitar was Cohen when Avatar was Cohen, Gadal, and ate bread of the presence, which is forbidden for anyone to eat but the Cohen, and even gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, Shabbat was made for mankind, not mankind for Shabbat. So the man, so the man. So the Son of Man is Lord even on Shabbat. Yeshua went again into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to accuse him of something, people watched him carefully to see if he would heal him on the Shabbat. He said to the man with the shriveled hand, Come up where we can see you. Then to them he said, What is permitted on Shabbat? Doing good or doing evil? Saving life or killing? But they said nothing. Then looking them over and feeling both anger with them and sympathy for them at the stoniness in their hearts, he said to the man, Hold out your hand. As he held it out, it became restored. And then we have Luke 4, 14 through 32. That's page 1294. Luke 4, 14. Yeshua returned to the Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and reports about him spread throughout the countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone respected him. Now when he went to Nazareth, 
where he had been brought up. On Shabbat, he went to the synagogue as usual. He stood up to read, and he was given the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of Adonai is upon me, because he has anointed me to announce good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the imprisoned and renewed sight for the blind, to release those who have been crushed, to proclaim a year of the favor of Adonai. After closing the scroll and returning it to the Shamash, he sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed upon him. He started to speak to them. Today, as you heard it read, this passage of the Tanakh was fulfilled. Everyone was speaking well of him and marveling that such appealing words were coming from his mouth. They were even asking, can this, can this be Joseph's son? Then Yeshua said to them, No doubt you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. We've heard about all the things that have been going on over in Capernaum. Now do them here in your hometown. Yes, he said, I tell you that no prophet is accepted in his hometown. It's true, I'm telling you. When Elijah was in Israel and the sky was sealed off for three and a half years so that all the land suffered a severe famine, there were many widows, but Elijah was sent to none of them, only to a widow in Zaphat in the land of Zidon. Also, there were many people with leprosy in Israel during that time of the prophet Elijah, but not one of them was healed. Only Nathan, the Syrian. On hearing this, everyone in the synagogue was filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of town, and dragged him to the edge of the cliff on which their town was built, intending to throw him off. But he walked right through the middle of the crowd and went away. He went down to Capernaum, a town in the Galilee, and made a practice of teaching them on Shabbat. They were amazed at the way he taught, because his word carried the ring of authority. Thank you, Father God. We humble ourselves before you once again here. Our weeks are going faster. They're going by faster and faster, and we are thankful for that, because our time spent with you reading your word and your instructions are certainly the most edifying and most tasty stuff that we experience in our life today. Father God, thank you for all the people that are listening to us. Thank you that you're um, opening their ears and their eyes, that if we look for ourselves, we certainly will find the truth. And my idea from reading maybe from the back of the Bible to the front might be a good idea. So give us instructions as to that as well. In the name of uh, Yeshua the Messiah, we come to you today. Amen. Amen.
Hey, Bob, let's hear your idea or your response to my crazy idea. Well, we, we start from front to back. The Old Testament, it may be long and boring sometimes and very repetitious, but God wants us to know how serious it is. And to even go further, then we read the prophets who explain the sacrifices even further. And then we go to the New Testament where we see in the life of Yeshua and his disciples how those sacrifices and have even more meaning for us in modern times. That's the way I see it. Okay, I have to agree with you, and maybe it took my questioning why we read it, uh, and it's so slow until we finally get to the New Testament, and I was, I'm just so, always so eager to get to the New Testament. Maybe that's why I wanted to read it the other way around. So um, I got to say that the highlight after... It's almost as if, as if God is preparing us for the highlights by asking us to read what happened before. We then, the anticipation to get to uh, where we are now is certainly uh, a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. And we thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen.